Welcome to Side C of Episode 45 of Cozy Zone with Ben Weber, Renato Melillo Townsend at Lincoln Center Hearst Plaza. I was lucky enough to be at your wedding and yes, actually be yes. lead lead the puppet parade. Yeah. You, from, you were so great from the church. Me and and Slammy Dog. Oh my God, you guys, Sam Gold. One of that was also. I mean, the parade was wonderful, but I, your commitment to that march was just. Oh yeah, so made Slammy Dog. So happy. Slammy Dog and I uh, did a deep knee bend march <laughs> for like ca- for for a long time for maybe a half mile more, maybe I don't <laughs> maybe a mile. Um, I remember when you realized you could just raise your arms. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, oh, this will achieve the same thing. Yeah, but we, we, we discovered that like a block away mm-hmm. from the, mm-hmm. the venue. Um, oh, that's right. But so, okay, and then, so this parade, there was, there was a beautiful band playing, playing Dixieland jazz. There were all of these kites designed by Spika Wobi mm. um, with pictures of you and Danny and Vega, your cat. Um, and then, so we got to the, oh yeah, we got, I do. There's a, a, a woman ha- making a beautiful pose in the fountain, the Paul Milstein pool and terrace, uh, posing for a, a picture. It's Art beautiful. happening everywhere. Yeah. Uh, living sculpture. So we get there and, and, uh, our, our bosses facilitate, um, <laughs> like a, an applied theater, uh, getting to know you activity and we I think we have to come up with a, a gesture or a wish uh, like yeah. a, a wish embodied in a gesture for you and Danny <laughs> yeah. and one of them was babies and the other one was sex or lots yeah. of sex and I guess like something that I wasn't expecting or wasn't used to is like oh yes your community is here to like you know witness your love and bind you together but basically we're all here like rooting for y'all to fuck yeah. like and like, like immediately like that always weirded me out about weddings yeah because it's like you see these people and then you like you know there's that whole sparkler bullshit where it's like you run through the sparklers i don't know if you've seen it I, I like maybe. a lot of people will do it or like yeah. i shouldn't call it bullshit there's a lot of like f- like goodbye things that people have done so mm. like you know like the the couple runs out and they get in a limo and it's like why isn't anyone acknowledging that they're going to have sex now and everybody's okay with it? And it's not the, probably not the first time they've done it. No. And like, for me, I was like, I'm so naive about it. Like I, I asked friends, I was like, did you do it? Like, it's such a long day. Oh yeah. I can't imagine. Oh my God. Like Danny was like, we're going to do it. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so tired. I mean, it like that. N- this was a conversation we had like in a couple like, totally. days before. Yeah, yeah. You know, but like, I just feel I just felt this immense pressure to like. There are just things like wedding things that are just like expected, and if you don't, if you decide not to do them, then you have to like articulate why you don't want to do them instead of just being like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, and that was hard in wedding planning. Is like. You had to have a really good reason if you chose not to do something. And what forces were pushing back? Like what? Like who were you? friends, family, okay. guests, ev- everyone. everyone, everybody has an opinion. Yeah, everybody. Mm. And it's hard because you're you like for someone like me that wants to make people happy, it's really hard to navigate that. Yeah. You know. It seems so hard. Yeah. So so hard. But it you know it's. 
it's good. It we have a we have a really really good relationship. I actually have a funny story. I'm trying to think if I should tell. Okay, so as I th- I've told you, I, I I have crushes a lot. Like it's kind of my personality, and Danny's like I guess okay with it. Um, and I <laughs> am taking an improv class, and there's somebody who I have a crush on. But like I can't tell if I like hate them or like re- I I don't know. The heart is there's strange. some feeling. There's some feelings. Yeah. So it was Valentine's Day, and we were, we had like drank a bunch of champagne, and um. I was like, Danny, I have to tell you a secret. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I have a crush. And he's like, yeah, I, yeah, I know. And like, that's what's so great about Danny is like, he can just like, he doesn't, if he does care, he's, he's not a jealous person. And like, I feel like if, like there have been other people who I've dated in the past that like, I couldn't be that open and silly with. Um, And that's really important for me that I can express myself in that way. So anyway, so, we um last night we like went to go see a show and this person was performing and then after i was like let's go to the bar like let's get another beer we walked in it was me danny and our friend daphne we're like walking in this bar and i was like oh yeah like let's just go into the bar and then danny was like i don't want to go to this bar like this bar is dirt like let's go to this bar and i was like i don't know he's like Oh my God. He's like, are you bringing me to like check out your like crush? I'm like, no. And I totally was. I totally was. And like that in those moments, I'm just like, oh my God, like Danny's the best. Like that's not <laughs> real. Like the Danny's the best, you know? So I just think it's good to have those, um, open, uh, you got to give permission to. Yeah. I mean, you know. you know, monogamy is, is tricky. It is. It and, is. and a construct. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't know. It sounds like, it sounds like, I don't know. It is like great that there's room to yeah. sort of, you know, develop your own definition of what that is. Like being married doesn't mean that crushes are over forever like totally. it's fun to have crushes like yeah. of course of course and to be able to talk about it of course and, it's yeah. exciting like it's exciting and and uh, i mean really does like strengthen yeah. your bond like you uh, you're not going to ever like having a crush will not touch the time that you and danny have spent together the relationship that you totally. built together all of your history like that is that is its own being, its own entity that will will for never be touched by whatever happens, mm-hmm. um, you know, beyond that. And like, yeah, and like, I think crushes just make that even in, bring that into stronger relief is what it, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Renata, you are you are someone who. I respect a lot. Oh, Ben, thank you. Um, I think a lot for your courage and your ferocity. Um, and I, I don't know, just thinking about like making your own life and forging your own path. I like really, really what I, what I feel urgent to talking to you about is, is like what, what creative path are we going to go on? Like what, what, what lives are we meant to build? Like, what are we, what are we meant to make in this world? Because both of us are 
creative people. We're artists. We're makers. We, I think, are our best selves when we're making something and when we're the thick of that. Yeah. So what are we going to do? Together or on separate paths? Probably on separate paths. Yeah. Yeah, like in our our own paths. Yeah, I am. In real life. I mean, I, I, we do have a lot of the same. So I, so like for to start, um, I think that you and I both are really interested in community. I think you and I are both really interested in space yes. and how space can foster community. Um, I, and I think you do as well, maybe a little bit differently, but I really. I'm really interested in the use of theater to uncover and um, uncover and discover more about human nature and about, you know, the constructs of life and breaking those things down. Where did, yeah, where did that come from? Like what, what made you interested in, in theater as your, as your medium? So I, um, my dad, I think had a theater minor or something and we, um, I was, I think I was in fourth grade and he decided that he was going to direct an elementary school show. And he, so he directed the wind in the willows and I played the mole and like, you know, my friend Kate Millette was, she played the, um, no, she was the mole. I was the otter. I don't remember. There's I really an otter? No, I don't I have such a bad memory, but there's a frog or a yeah, toad. Yeah, there's a toad and like a badger I, I maybe. I know about the I know about the mole. I think I was the mole and is there a rabbit? Or a seems like there should be a rabbit. There's like a smart con- like uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Any the the, the point of the story is <laughs> Gotta, we're gonna fact check wind. I people are like googling wind of the willow cast. <laughs> um, the point <laughs> of the story is, um, someone like writes it on your Twitter wall. I wish, man. <laughs> yeah, come on, yeah, come like, on, come on, you. listeners, come on, <laughs> call me out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, the moral of the story is, we did this thing in the gymnasium, and I that my dad directed, and I thought to myself. This is the best fucking thing ever. Like this, like why doesn't everybody know about this? Why doesn't everybody do this? It's like playing at recess, but more structured. I get to dress up. I like people applause for me. Like everything about it was amazing. And then we just continued to do shows. Like the next year we did Midsummer Night's Dream. And then like sixth grade, my dad didn't direct a show. I think the, oral teacher did a musical that was great and then in high school I did musicals and that was great and I just think that um it I don't know I just kept doing it and I kept loving it and and really for me it was like it was about learning it it was I mean theater just like warms me up like that's really the best way like I literally when I think about doing theater and I think about it's not even performing. It's it's when I think about the creation of theater or seeing theater or being in a rehearsal room, it feels like my stomach is like filling with like a warm, lovey goo. And it just like feels really good. 
I just love it. I love it. And, and then I realized that what I don't love about it, ironically, is kind of what's surrounding us right now, is this kind of like commercialism of like, you know, auditioning and, um, like a foghorn or something. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this, this, um, the business of it and then I found my this ensemble of people many of whom we we work with we live with we you know I have again I wear so many hats with these people but it's like this it's just like this this it's just like a feeling of um exploring the world around you and asking the questions and then doing it through that medium of of performance so that's kind of why I that's how I got into theater and why I like to do theater um, and sometimes I wonder like it is so strong for me sometimes I wonder like is it the best medium for everyone and like when I'm doing applied theater work like maybe poetry or fine art or like you know, but that's why puppetry is really cool. Right, because you, so you're a puppeteer as well. I yeah, mean, yeah. You identify as a puppeteer. I do. So I, I, when I was in undergrad, I had a director named Colette Searles who cast me in a production of Frankenstein. That was puppets, and um, it was so cool. And it's just like another level. It's another way of thinking about performance, and like has this visual art component and. Um, yeah, I haven't done it. I haven't done it as much, but I love using it as a teaching tool. Puppets. Puppets. Yeah. I recently went up to, um, Barrington stage company, uh, Jane O'Leary got an amazing job there and we both went to grad school together and she hired me to come in as a working artist to teach a, um, shadow puppetry workshop. Mm. It was awesome. It was awesome. And I think that puppetry actually has many more entry points than theater. So like for a class, you know, some kids are really into the designing of the puppets. Some kids are really into the manipulation. Some kids are really into the direct, you know. So I think that for a teaching tool or like a teaching exploration, puppetry is great. There's, you know, there's something about, uh, I mean, theater is inextricable linked with the body mm -hmm. right your body is the instrument same with puppetry but with puppetry yeah. your your focus is an, an external object and I think that can be really exhilarating or really terrifying mm -hmm. for people but I don't know and I I guess like I'm just hearing a lot of passion for theater that like yeah maybe I mean it is worth asking the question maybe this isn't the best medium for something but like really interrogating like what what elements of it really excite you most and like harnessing i mean i want to learn from someone i want to collaborate with someone who is excited about what they're doing excited about where they are in the world like that you know they are they are an, an antenna for for creativity and power and insight like that that is exciting and you know if you you can't like you can't please everybody, you know what I mean? So you sort of have to do what you like and allow people to follow where you are. Mm -hmm. So certainly, yeah, sir, I think it's, yeah, you can say that theater isn't for everyone, but like also 
we all have bodies we all perform totally. we all i mean you know we all yeah but you never want i mean based on like the pedagogy of not of meeting people where they are like yeah. i'm i'm looking to really i really want people to shine you know and yeah. i really want and in terms of like scaffolding I want people to like somebody who might not be really good at performing or like feel comfortable doing it could be amazing at, I don't know, creating a puppet or doing a, doing a poetry, like something that I'm not necessarily that I'm not, I'm not good at. Um, so I'm trying to think of ways of like, how do you, how do you create an open enough structure for those things to come through um, while still having some kind of structure within a allotted time. <sighs> a lot of time. What do you mean? A lot of so time. So like in just like in a project, in, in a theoretical a project. A project, yeah. So like something that came to mind is my our thesis. So I, um, for my thesis project, uh, Rachel and I uh, did a project with uh, women who. Um, had a history with the criminal justice system. Many of them had just recently been released from prison. And I think we were there eight weeks. So, like, in eight weeks, what are we trying to achieve? Um, And I just, I mean, it always comes, I think that time is a huge thing. I just wish we just had more time with them. And also figuring out like what what do people want like what are totally. what are the objectives and hopes and dreams of the participants? Yeah, I completely agree. like. Why are they there? Why were they there? Um, they were there because I think they were interested. It was an opt in. They didn't have to be there. They I think they were interested in theater. And it's also interesting because what people think of theater is is in my experience is usually a little different than what we do. Yeah. So when they think of theater, they're like, you know, we want to write, we want to, we want monologues or we want to put on a show, um, instead of like devising it from the group and from personal stories. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that we're kind of, I'm talking pretty broadly right now, but, In terms of, like, what I want to do is I want to find opportunities. I didn't have that. If, if my dad didn't direct the shows in, at my school, I wouldn't – I don't know when I would have been exposed to theater. And, like, that's really scary to me. Hmm. And I want to bring – I mean, in New York, we're just inundated with it, you know? Yeah. But, like, imagine if I were to, like, I don't know – Sometimes I fantasize. I mean, I would never want to go back to where I grew up. But, like, sometimes I'm like, like, I don't even know if they have. I don't think they have a theater program still. Where where did you grow up? I grew up in Warren County, New Jersey. So, Knowlton, New Jersey. It's, like, very country. Okay. Like, right by the Delaware Water Gap. Okay. Um, It's gorgeous. Beautiful. Huge farming town. Um, But, like, I'm like, maybe I should, like, go there and do a a project. You know? But so, I mean, I think like the the idea of like, you know, so we we work at a wonderful organization that, you know, is a theater and and that's what it is. But there is something about like 
the inhale and the exhale of a project. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's like you begin, you do it, you end it, mm -hmm. and you you walk away. And of course, it'll always be echoing in your in your heart and in the hearts of all the participants. But it's done, <laughs> you know. And like, I think like that is something that I've been thinking about. Like that is that is something I want. I think. Mm -hmm. It's like something you start, it's over, you move on. Yeah. You start something again. So what would that look like? Like talk me through like in your ideal, like time, space, money, geography wasn't an option. Like well, what? well, I mean, we're going to get to that. Uh -huh. you know, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? You've, right. You've yes. Yeah. I've that's the, yes. that's the big thing. I don't. I don't. But, uh, but no, but I mean, uh, but I think like we're also talking like, you know, beyond beyond the reach of the cozy zone foundation like you know we have to live our lives right like. thanks for listening to side c of episode 45 of cozy zone with ben weber renata malillo townsend at lincoln center hearst plaza be sure to cozy up next time to side d he interviews friends it's awkward and then it's cozy zone.